Welcome back, everybody, and welcome back, and welcome back, and welcome back to another episode of Our Naked Story Podcast. Welcome back. I miss you, like I always did, and do. <laughs> I like starting the show off with that, to let you know that I missed you. Me? Mm-hmm. Or them? You, especially. Oh. I miss them, too, though. You know, we don't really talk to a lot of the people who are listening, but they listen to us. Um, today's episode is incredible it was amazing um very interesting very very interesting uh we will let you know what that is going to be in a second um so something that i've been doing uh the past two weeks has been asking a question to the audience members and um i really enjoy you're asking all them a feedback. question on twitter yeah on twitter yeah so if you're on another platform not on twitter then you probably haven't seen the question but um yeah so this week's question was hope everyone having a great weekend what is your favorite activity to do at a nudist resort asking for a friend two smiley face emojis um so what's your favorite thing elizabeth to do at a nudist resort my favorite thing to do yeah mm, probably tan yeah meet people there's some activity going on yeah that's always fun yeah just being like I think I'm on the same page. I like being like the social part of it, the talking to friends and meeting new friends and stuff like that. And then obviously, I mean, we talked about this before. I'm like a little, little chihuahua dog. I need to like run around and do something. So I like playing like volleyball and pickleball and, you know, things like that. But I like tanning too. And you get, you, you have an amazing tan like year round and it's incredible. Um, so <clears throat> here are some of the uh, comments. So somebody likes pickleball. That's nice. Uh, walking through the woods, which would be really cool. If we had woods here, that would be awesome. That's one of my fantasies, or not fantasies, but like something I like to do is like walk naked in, in the woods, you know. I haven't really been in a lot of woods. Uh, laying out. Laying out is always fun. You know, getting your tan on, getting some some vitamin D. Uh, visit and get to know other people. Hopefully develop some good friendships. I think nudist resorts are a perfect place to do that at. Um, I think most of our good friends we've met at a nudist resort or some kind of nudist activity yeah mm -hmm. um just to go one day would be the first thing would love to try outdoor showers Ooh. dude outdoor showers are the shit even when we get our house i want to have an outdoor shower mm -hmm. something about just especially on like a sunny day we have an outdoor shower we do yeah oh yes like here here actually yeah not the other one down no. there we have your camping shower yeah that works. So if you ever want to try an outdoor shower and you have a house, just get one of those uh, camping shower things. Just like a bag that you fill with water and let it sit in the sun and bam, you got an outdoor shower. Uh, be myself. That's that's actually, a, yeah. I think uh, a lot of people feel like they have to like kind of hide who they are when they go to other uh, social events and stuff like that or places. And uh, a nudist resort is definitely a place that you can be yourself at. Um, our good friend Joseph Chavez said meeting up with friends for a relaxing weekend. There's nothing better than a relaxing weekend, especially if you're not used to like, if you don't go to the resort all the time. It's not like, let's say you go once every three months or something. That's got to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, relax in the sunshine, swim, lounge on water better than anything. And then socializing is great too. Couldn't agree more. Uh, table tennis, drinks by the pool and walking on the beach naked, sometimes nude biking around camping. Yeah. Riding your bike naked's dope as fuck. And so is table tennis. Um, so who is this? Aleph. Uh, if you're ever over here, I would like to challenge you to a table tennis um, match. Um, let's see. The three things I always do when I go to the nudist camp, hike the nature trails. It's fun. We have a lot here. Uh, swim in the pond to cool off and then lay by the pond, alternatively uh, reading and napping. Most relaxing day ever. That sounds like a nice day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could afford to go to one. Oh, well, um, you should look into your um, like local news resorts and see what they have to offer for you. Um, I think some of them are sometimes they have like later on in the day, like half off. Yeah, or that's true. Actually, our free first time visit. Some yeah. of them. Oh, um, but yeah, hopefully you get to go to one soon. That would be awesome. Um, definitely living nude 24-7, swimming, hiking, sauna, spa, and nude beers with mates. This guy's probably from Australia. I uh, actually have three. In order of priority, meeting up with, with friends, naked hiking, and having naked lunch by the pool. Hot tub is a close fourth. Yes. Nice. I guess just depending on the weather for the hot tub part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, 
Naked lunch by the pool with friends. It's awesome. Uh, swimming in the pool, relaxing in the hot tub, outdoor shower, and water. Oh, sorry. Those are two different ones. Um, water volleyball. Uh, I think I've only played once. Uh, we're at Dianzo and it used to be a new resort. Um, hot tub to pool to bar, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, you guys. Thank you so much for all your replies. And I, I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to ask some questions. And I love getting the feedback from you guys. Also, if you guys want to on our... Um, I think it's just Spotify. If you listen to this on Spotify, you can actually um, leave a voice um, like memo or voice thing. Um, I think it's down at the bottom. <clears throat> you can also um, do a, you can make a comment at the bottom on Spotify as well. Um, and we get that. And then we'd, if you want, we'd be more than happy to read the comment or answer any questions. Um, also, if you guys ever want to reach out to us, uh, you can reach us at ournakedstory at gmail.com. Um, we check that daily and then also just messaging us, messaging us on Instagram or Twitter. Um, Twitter, we're kind of more going towards that because it's a little bit more lenient with the nudity stuff. But uh, we check all platforms every day. So um, when we're just about all caught up with all the emails for the past year. So it's a lot. It has been a lot. Yeah. Um, today's episode is a doozy. We talked to Michael Douglas, or some of you guys might know him as King Pizza on Twitter. Uh, Michael Douglas came out with a new book called A Whole Nude World, Why You Should Come Join Us Today. I love it. Um, he sent me uh, the first, I forgot how many pages it was, but kind of like the first part of the book. And it's an incredible book. The way that he wrote everything, um, all the research that he's done and everything, it's just, it's an incredible book. Um, yeah. You guys will hear more kind of like what his his journey has been. Um, you know, something that I took away from this conversation was that, you know, people who have never tried it before, at least give it two two times going to, you know, a nudist resort or a nudist beach, something like that. Give it a try. And then after that, trying to get at least one person interested in it with you as well. Because if everybody does that, then eventually everybody in the entire world will be nudist. So. Um, but yeah, we speak to him and it, it was an incredible journey. He had a lot to say. Um, very, very good point of view. Very informative. Yeah. So um, without further ado, you guys, here is Michael Douglas, the author of A Whole New D World. Right, so Mr. King Pizza, how you doing today? I'm doing. How are you? I'm doing very good. Um, I'm so glad we finally were able to connect with you. It's been fuck what like, a part uh, for sure over a year that we've been kind of going back and forth and talking and. Um, yeah, it must have been what March of 21 or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, and then like we kind of stopped the podcast and then we brought it back and then. Yeah. whole thing so but i'm glad we've definitely uh been able to connect with you so tell us a little bit about yourself um who is king pizza and what um <laughs> what does uh what's your naked story man so i became king pizza because my name is a very very famous name as you can see from the cover of my book <laughs> <laughs> why i would choose to be king pizza Oh, it's a little bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I, I Because everyone loves pizza. Mm -hmm. And I would eat pizza all day, every day, if I had the funds and other and everything else was all right. I would eat pizza all the time. Yeah. So I think That's, Blake would too. Yeah. That's definitely a, I, when people always ask that question, like if you could have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I say pizza and mainly exactly. because it's got all food groups that you need on it. It's got your meat, it's got your cheeses your or your dairy and carbs and calories and everything. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, I think that's a great choice. It's not that difficult, but we have some people who want to put broccoli on us for all our lives. Yeah. Or pineapple. But, Ugh. 
You need pineapple on pizza. I do not. No, no, no. I'm a. I like the. I like the taste of pineapple. Like I like if there's been pineapple on it, and I take the pineapple off. But I don't like the pineapple just being on there. I don't think pineapple should be hot. Yeah. That might just be me though. You you need pineapple on pizza. Every pizza that I've had, had I don't know, a couple of years has had pineapple on it. Yeah. Alrighty. Hey, taste their own, you know. <laughs> well, tell us a little about yourself, man. Where are you from? Um, what uh, what what did you? Uh, let's not talk about the book right this second. But what, how'd you get started in nudism? What does nudism mean to you? So I I, I kind of came to nudism unusually in that I found out about it back in June of 2005. Okay. And at that time, it was more of an academic interest to see what is this set of beliefs and where do people go but because at that point I, I did not drive for myself and I was still in high school okay it, it took me and I, I, I became fairly active I, I, I read a lot about it and I learned a lot about it and it took me until 2019 before I was able to go and visit a nude resort for myself. And it was, I visited Glen Eden when I was out in California. Oh, nice, very nice. Right down the street from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was out there visiting a friend who I met online. I was visiting the Reagan Library and the, and the Nixon Presidential Libraries. And it's like, oh, since I have a, an open day, let's go and see what this nudism thing is all about and on december 2nd 2019 i i, I enjoy it and i never look back nice. oh yeah dude did you go to the glen eden library don't they have a nudist library they, they do but the days since that library at the time was only open on weekends and i only had a few days there, I did not get a chance to go to the library there. Oh, okay. So you said that you you had the interest when you were you said you were fifteen, like right when you're still in high school. What um what five when I was seventeen years old. Oh, sorry, two thousand two thousand five. Sorry, sorry. I knew there was a five somewhere in there. Um, okay. so what kind of sparked your interest? How how did how did it kind of come up? Like, did you see it online? Did you hear about it? Did you read about it? What was like, what was the first interaction with nudism? I don't remember what initially planted that seed. I, I, I really don't. It was just one day I started looking into it as like, this would be interesting if the situation was right. But again, that, that seed lay dormant for a couple of years and then 2019 really germinated. When I visited Glen Eden, I visited on that. It was a Monday, as a matter of fact. Okay. And the reason, the only reason why I remember it was a Monday is because I should, because I went that Monday and like, oh, you just missed out on Pizza Sunday. Oh shoot. <laughs> so this is this is not this. So had had I checked the calendar for Glen Eden, I would have realized go on Sunday and I would have had some pizza <laughs> and the dude same time. And I was like, yeah, that would have that would have been amazing. But oh, yeah. I went on and that what, Monday. What would you what? have kind of described your uh, your your first experience like? Um, like were you kind of nervous for taking your clothes off? Were you did you kind of like take your time or would you just jump right into it? Oh, I I just jumped right into it. See, I. I 19 was the second year that I went to visit California and visit my friend out in California. The year before that, I had planned to go and visit, but I don't know what had happened that year before. But we just went to the beach and did other other things around where my friend was. So we just, so I didn't have very many days to just sit and, and see what this was like for myself. And I didn't want to invite her, invite my friend without knowing what it was, knowing that it was going to be as fun as it was. Mm -hmm. So 
over the course of the next year, from November of 18 to November of 19, I called Glenn Eden and asked questions about what is this like, where do I go, what, what all is on the grounds, and from there, I eventually worked up the courage to go and try it out for myself while my friend had to work. So oh, it was shit. like, so he had to work. I had a spare moment. Let's go see. Let's let's go take a few hours and go and drive and see what this is like. Mm-hmm. Like, this is incredible. I, I don't know why I waited so long to go to my first nude resort, but I had just started driving two years earlier than that. So it's like, mm-hmm. now I finally had a car. I could finally, but 19, that was the first one. And then after that, then in 2020, July of 2020, was when the inspiration fell to write a book about, about why everyone should, should try it for themselves. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. And, and now you're you're based out of Florida, correct? Yes. Okay, awesome. And there's so much new recreation out there. We, yeah. we visited, well, I've yeah. only been there like once um that was when we did the nude cruise but we went to two two of the i think that's the three nude resorts out there yeah and absolutely incredible like yeah. the, the whole vibe there the the way that whatever they're doing in florida that's what needs to get brought over here to california because it, it was a very very good experience which three visit cypress cove um the ones that are like all in orlando very close together so i forget yeah. it. maybe it was only two cypress cove is my home resort Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. I forget, but and, there's like a oh Lake Como. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Lake Como. That was in Tampa. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tampa. yeah. Okay. But the incredible and and I, once I returned home after I finished the book, I went to Cypress Cove for the first time in April of 22. But it was the second visit in must have been. September of twenty of two thousand twenty-two, where I realized that that, that uh, you can watch rocket launches from Cypress Cove. Oh, really? Huh. Yes. Yeah, I can see rocket <laughs> launches from my house before <laughs> I. But I did not realize that they would be so visible that I could see it all the way out in Kissimmee, which is yeah. yeah. And so. Earlier this year in September, Nick and Linz of, of Naked Wanderings were asking, what's good to do in this area? Mm-hmm. They, they mentioned they're going to be at Cypress Cove. So I go on to the rocket launch website and say, listen, there's going to be a rocket launch while you, during those four days that you guys are planning on being here. So they, they had a chance to see a rocket launch while they were there. That's kind of cool. Dude, oh yeah. Yeah. I think there was one that launched, or I think it was getting ready to launch when we were there. I, I feel yeah. like I would have remembered it if if it actually launched, but yeah, I think they, they, they play Linda. They have launches like every week now, and, and of course you can't see them from Play Linda. Yeah. So I think yeah, we're Play at Play Linda, and I think there was one going. That was that new beach that we went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's so, incredible. So if, if, if you're in. If you're at Playland or at Cypress Cove, you can see launches, which, which of course makes Cypress Cove the best resort available. Yeah. <laughs> Simply because of that fact, because it is so unique that it's the only one. And I don't know if you guys can see launches out there from from Vandenberg, because there um, are there are occasionally launches that, that 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 go off from California with SpaceX and other. Launch companies that launch from Vandenberg and other spots in California, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I always know whenever that sky is like all crazy and like colorful and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, dude, something for sure is going on over here. But there's but there's cool. a website that tracks all of the launches, so I just follow that website. Now it's just now it's incredible. The next launch will be on December 8th, and I will be back. I'm hoping to be back. At my local resort to get to that one, and that was a special launch because it's it's of the bigger rocket. So I mean, we get launches now every week. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's incredible, so, dude. I I don't understand why why they're launching so much stuff out there. Like, <laughs> well, but what are they launching now? Primarily the satellites for the uh, Starlink. 
Mm-hmm. So oh, okay, okay. Mountainous regions and cruise liners and other far-flung places can get internet. They're mm-hmm. now resupplying the ISS. They're sending stuff to Mars. Of course, we need to do the weather satellites so we can know when you guys get another hurricane and when yeah, we're um, with NATO and other weather features like that. But that's why they're launching so many. So we get at minimum a launch a week on on average, if not more than that. I mean, I mean, there was a there was a day. There was a week, and like we had launches, two, one day launch and one night launch, all within a 24-hour period. Oh shit! Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> That's awesome. So, so if we'll you guys uh... Cypress Cove, you let me know, and I will let you okay, know yeah. when, when launches are scheduled to be, so you can be in a good spot to see the launch. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And yeah, send us that link too, where you know which one, like what's launching at what times and stuff. That'd be cool to be able to, to check yeah, it I'll, out. Yeah, I'll send it to you as soon as we finish this conversation. Hell yeah, dude. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk about your book, uh, A Whole Nude World, right? Which is incredible. Thank yeah. you so much for sending me that, um, the sample of it and stuff. It's it's very, very, very well written. Um, you can tell that you Thank took a you. lot of time writing it. You put a lot of care into it. You did a lot of research. And I, I, I love the structure of it. And I don't think there there wasn't one thing on there that I disagreed with or saw as anything negative. It was just super positive stuff and very informative. So so let, let's get I, I know you said that you kind of got inspired a couple of years ago to write it and you wrote it. So what was the, the main aspiration or inspiration? And then kind of what was the process of writing this book? As, as I told you, I was out in California visiting a friend who, who I first met online in 20. We started talking in 2015. I first met her in person in 2018. First went to the new resort in 2019. 2020, after I'd been to the resort, after it's like now that I now that I've been for myself. Now I want to start telling people about why you should, why everyone should go. So now it's like, well, that's a good plan. But what is she going to say to that? She's going to say, well, I've already got family. I've already got this. I've already got that. There are a number of different justifications that she could give as to why now is not the right time to go visit. Mm-hmm. And the goal with this book was just to convince her to a learn about nudism and b when she so feels ready come and join us mm-hmm. so the, the entire book is written to say this is what we do why we do where we do so you can so you can tell your friends about us and not make it sound like we are so off the wall because my every single chapter starts with a paragraph or two about every single group that you know has each of these key features. We've all got some terminology, every single one of us. We've all got some history. We've all got some benefits. We've all got some detractors. We've all got some places that we go to congregate. We all have standards that we follow. We've all got the authorities that we listen to. Every single one of us. It doesn't matter whether it's your woodworking group, it's your American gossip group online. It doesn't matter what the group is. Every single group has that set of commonalities and and group hallmarks. And, And my goal with this book was just to show how nudism is like any one of those other groups. So that people who had no experience would be able to say, well, I recognize that. And that's the same way that we do other things in our society. Mm-hmm. And so my, my, my point was just to, A, make it, make it sound like we're, we're just like everybody else. This is, no, this is nothing strange or crazy. The, mm-hmm. only, the only unifying tenet among all nudists is that we all just enjoy being without clothing. That's it. You can find nudists who believe in Christianity. You can find liberals. You can find conservatives. You can find 
left wing and right wing and all of these other groups who say, well, that doesn't fit the stereotype. That's not that 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 doesn't follow what we think it should follow. They are they are still among us because they believe our one core tenet, which that which is that life is better when you don't have to wear clothing. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 as a in support of that, we recognize that the so many of the states have nude resorts. I mean, you've got nude resorts out in Kansas. And Kansas is traditionally a red state. Mm-hmm. They still have two new resorts there. Yeah. You've got a book, you've got a bunch of new resorts out in Texas. Texas again is a red state. Mm-hmm. Bunch of new resorts out in California. California is a blue state. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, well, it's a it 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 it, it it's just an activity that those crazy liberals participate in, which is something that you would get from the conservatives, if you just listen to them for two seconds, as well, that wouldn't be us because we are conservatives and we believe in lower taxes and less government. We don't want the government telling you what to do and so on and so forth. If they, if if you listen to many of their political points, it's a matter of that sounds like you just need to be affirmed and just take your principles to your logical conclusion which is what I have tried to do in this book, because mm-hmm. you, you've seen in the past in, in 2020 that people were making these strange and crazy arguments about why we should be forced to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And that argument went something along the lines of, well, we do it because we're, we're protecting others or Everybody else is doing it, or it's the law, or some crazy nonsense, all of which is completely unfounded. Mm-hmm. The arguments that that people who did not want to wear a mask made were the same conservatives who who are still stridently who are still stridently against nudism. It's like, wait, if you just apply the same arguments that you made against wearing a mask to the rest of your clothing, you would you <laughs> would come with us and join us. At your nearest nude resort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely uh definitely a I won't even say weird, but it's it's definitely a um a different type of argument for for most people. Uh, and and don't get me wrong, I most people I talk to, and I don't know if it's just my friend group or the people I hang out with, but I feel like everybody's pretty open to being nudist or at least they're like, Oh, to, you know, to each their own. And, you know, I wouldn't do that, but you know what? I'm like, I'm not upset that you guys are doing it. So I think that more, I think that people actually have more in common than like they want to get like humanity for, you know what I mean? Um, and then especially exactly what you're saying, like even the, even in the nudist environment, you do have all these different, um, categories and stuff. And what's the, like, if everybody can just find at least one thing that they agree on, I think that will make, for one, a better conversation, like, hey, what's we're not completely, you know, back and forth or complete opposites of each other. It's, you know, like we at least have this one thing. So let's just build from that one positive thing that we do have together and then right. let's work to try to fix these other problems, you know. Exactly. And 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 the other group that my book is directed at are the many Christians in America who feel that being naked in public with others is somehow against what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and a lot of people will try and run to the Bible for for support of their of their worldview when it's like the Bible doesn't give you that support. Mm-hmm. It it just doesn't. I mean I, I, I spend a good amount of of of, of pages discussing that like wait your your verses don't 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 bear that out at all. So when you start with Adam and Eve, you have one anecdote which which I treat as true. So when when you read Genesis three, what's the first thing that you notice? Adam was the one who said, "But I was naked." That's why he was hiding. Mm. God then questioned him about that about that statement. Well, who told you that? God just didn't bring that up on his own. <laughs> so Adam felt it was a problem. And because Adam felt it was a problem, 
he brought it up and said, Miss, let's see if we can get out of, of the wrong that we did by talking about how I'm dressed. And God, God did not entertain that because he asked him a question, which Adam did not answer. And then you have the example of Noah. Noah doesn't help their proposition either. Because Noah's the guy who, who is drunk in his own tent and he's sleeping. Important point to get about this one is that his son Ham comes in and violates him in some sexual fashion. That's not at all what we partake in today. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, you, you can't use either of those <clears throat> two anecdotes. So then they want to run to, to Bathsheba and talk about, well, you shouldn't be seen naked because King David saw and then he was tempted and he ended up with a whole lot of other negative consequences. No, that that, that doesn't help you either. because. When Nathan came to condemn King David, he did not mention how Bathsheba was dressed. He focused on the fact that David had committed adultery, which is a violation of the Seventh Commandment. He focused on the fact that David had a man murdered, which is a violation of the Sixth Commandment. He, nowhere, in, in David, nowhere in Nathan's discussion did he focus on the fact that Bathsheba was naked. So it's one of those things that's like, well, you, you just can't run to to these anecdotes to try and prove your point. Yeah. And then, then you come to, where do they go next? Next they go to Isaiah, and they, and they, and they read in the text that, that the Isaiah was told to be new for three years. And then... The text I really focused on on verse three, which talks about the surrounding nation and how they would be stripped of their clothing, and they they would be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's wonderful. Primary problem with with that and with with those verses is that their contention is that all public nudity is shameful. That mm-hmm. means that Isaiah would have felt some shame. And we don't see that in the text. Secondly, when those nations were stripped of their clothing and having to walk from Egypt to Assyria, they didn't have any other choice, which is not one of which is one of the key tenets that we practice today. We want people to make the choice. To be naked. So bringing in all of these extraneous anecdotes doesn't really help their argument at all. Yeah. Now, do and you so think it's please, more of a more kind of like a shield that they're using? In or, I mean, because there's like I think that would kind of like to bring in the Bible and be like, oh, like this is why you guys shouldn't be doing what you're doing. is kind of like the same as like um, somebody's like. Oh, so like for for like having like children and stuff at Nidus Resorts, like it, it's like some kind of shield that they like they're not okay with it, so they're trying to find like any type of like little excuse to 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 throw out there to try, like try to get back at you. And and the reason I bring this up is because I I always kind of have this little argument when people do bring religion into uh, nudism, uh, not the way that you do, but as far as like using it as an argument. Because I can go back and be like, well, if you really want to follow what, whatever, like I, I haven't read the Bible. I'm not a religious person, but I'm like, but if you wanted to follow the Bible 100 percent by saying that what I'm doing is wrong, then I think there's also a bunch of things that probably you're doing wrong and other people are doing, you know, and it's it's weird that you're kind of just like picking and choosing. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying people will yeah. pick and choose what what they can do and what other people can do and what people can't do. And and that's kind of always been. Not necessarily like my issue with religion, but it's it's always been something that's been very like I've been very curious about where I'm like, it's kind of weird that you can pick and choose what what you want to do and what you want to take away from the Bible. And then obviously it's all based off of how you take or how you interpret it in, in general anyways, you know, same with with anything, well, you know, that 
That argument does hold some water, but we have to be very, very cautious when going down that road. Because mm-hmm. say, for example, we, we all can agree that the Ten Commandments set out the best way to live life. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us. Particularly Commandments 6 through 10. We all agree that my stuff is my stuff. Mm-hmm. My life is my life. My spouse is my spouse. And lying is not a value. So because we all agree on those principles, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. I mean, I, I just cannot come into to your home and start taking your television mm-hmm. because I don't have one. That would be theft. No matter where you are in the country, you will beat the justice system about that. And that is a violation of the moral law that God has laid out for us. Mm-hmm. So there, there are certain laws that we can that we can all agree are found in the text. The, the, the big issue with with nudism, though, is that it does not have as it does not have any clear law like that you don't see verses in the text that say you shall not be naked at x y and z place if if, if that if it was a clear moral law like that you would have found it yeah. already it would be widely known that those people are in violation of x y and z law people are going to try and bring up to you that well leviticus says that the priest should have to dress like 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 they are priests okay yes it does you are correct about that very good you you, you've actually found a a rule that is applicable to all people today problem is that rule is for the priests not for everybody Mm -hmm. that rule is just about the temple and that rule is just when they are performing temple service. It's just like the NFL has a rule that says that all players must have a football helmet. <laughs> yeah. Just like OSHA that's out there that says that you have to have that all kitchen staff must wear gloves when they are dealing with raw meat and handling food. Just in those narrow situations, not every day, not everywhere in public. Yeah. And 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 so when you when you have people try and expand these very very narrow rules from yeah the priest had to dress because the issue at the time was the worship for the pagan nations was heavily infused with sexuality and God did not want that for his chosen people, he said, while the priests are performing temple ministry, you guys need to dress right. Mm -hmm. Just for those few hours. This is not when the priest is outside of the temple, when he is going to the marketplace to purchase his oranges, to purchase his grapefruits, he can dress however he, he desires. Yeah. But while he is in the process of, of, of doing temple ministry and, and, and performing sacrifices, he is not to be naked because that would confuse his role in the temple. And it was to distinguish them from all of the nations around them. So, and, and the other, the, the more modern example that, that you see is that, well, Women should be modest. Okay, great. That is an actual rule. I, I will give them that. Problem with that is that, uh, again, that is for women, so not men, but again, it's only for church. It's not for everywhere in public because the concern at the time was that women were using the church as a social gathering. And the way that women did it was, I need to show that I am bigger and better than other women, 
So I'm going to put on fine jewelry and I'm going to do my hair. And, and the Apostle Paul specifically mentions those specific attributes when you in that chapter. So it's not just be modest. It's no, no, no fine, no gold jewelry, no fine pearls, no upraised hair. And we don't see all of that today. If, if you want to say be modest, which is a commandment, go ahead and read the full full sentence. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no gold, no upraised hair. And he, he doesn't specifically say what how much skin must be covered. That's mm-hmm. the real key to it. It's not, oh, this part, your, your nipple is so heinous that it cannot be seen. If, if that were the rule, Paul told me how to write that. He did not. <laughs> yeah. But when it's not for us to I feel later. I like probably would probably be the most modest that you could be, right? Because that's right. like, you're not trying to like dress anything up. You're not trying to, to flat. I mean, obviously that's based off of the society part of stuff, but, you know. Exactly. Huh. But, but, yeah. but, but. But many people want many, many people who want to be opposed to nudism want to say, be modest and just leave it at that. Like, okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's just like the modern command of please silence your cell phones in the movie theater. Yeah. (laughs) Only for the movie theater. And that's only cell phones. Mm -hmm. That's not in the grocery store. That's not in the courthouse. That's not in your private home, not in your vehicle. Again, there are arguments to be made as to why your cell phone should not be going off during a podcast recording. But yeah. using that rule to mandate this behavior in, in, in a completely foreign scenario is not going to cut it. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So when it, when it comes to the matter of children in naturalism, the problem is that we have largely forgotten our history. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, children used to be required to swim nude in public school. Mm-hmm. And this was not just one year, this was not just two years, but this started in 1926, and parents did not start complaining until. The 1960s about how some boys were afraid and some boys were ashamed. But look at that large gap of time. What is that? 45 years or some such number. It's like yeah. 45 years, and, and this practice has been going on now. That 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 was that was that was only for the guys. Girls in some school districts had a choice as to whether or not they could swim. But at, at the time. Males and females swam separately. Mm-hmm. But if, if it was as big of an issue as we want to make it today, that never would have gone on for so long. Yeah. Oh, children were naked in public. Okay. You, you have yet to show me some, some, Crying, some actual issue. Are you? What exactly are you trying to communicate? So, and, and and oh, by the way, there were photographs of these children swimming naked as well. Mm-hmm. And that really only changed in beginning. That really only began to change on nationwide in the 1970s with the passage of Title IX of the equal of the uh, of the equal rights the Equal Rights Amendment to, to the Civil Rights Act. Okay. Mm. So it, it began to change. And so, so that was not a part of my history. But you can go and certainly find articles and maybe even talk to members of your own families or people who, who live at Olivedale of, yes, when I was in school, this actually happened. Yeah. So the fact that we're all of a sudden so concerned now with well, children might be present, okay. So when children are present at noon resorts, what does that mean? Their parents are present as well. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Yeah. It's not like children just wander onto the grounds at any point. They may come with another parent who has their permission, mm-hmm. but it's not just, oh, children are present and we're all 
because people seem to have this idea that nudism is something that it's not. Nudism is just enjoying life as intended. I mean, we play video games, we eat pizza, we watch movies, we, we do all sorts of activities. Mm. And, and the sad part is that because we have taken nudism out of schools and taken nudism out of other areas of public life, including the YMCA, which used to have the same rule as the public schools, we now only associate nudism with sex. Mm-hmm. And so in order, if, if, we, if, if we're serious, we really should ask some old school boards, old state legislatures to clarify the law and say that, that being naked in public and swimming in a public pool is acceptable. This is not that difficult. We did it at one point. Yeah. Because yeah, and it's like when, we're kind of just going backwards on it a little bit. Right. Well, and then also and, like like to your point too, we we've actually brought it up with Tim uh Chisner before where yeah. um you know, we we're talking like, you know, like cuz I was like, you know, like obviously I would love for everybody to be able to go go to the grocery store, or you ride on the subway or whatever all in the nude. Um, you know, but like they have laws that say like you can't do that or whatever. But if you were to make the law to where, yeah, public nudity is okay or nudity is okay. But then obviously like if you're doing like anything sexual or anything like that, that should be what's illegal. And then Tim made a good point. He's like, yeah, that's what it is already in place. Like, you know, you're that's not supposed to do that stuff. And, right. you know, which I think obviously I would love a world where you could just fucking go to work or you could do whatever naked. Yeah. I understand you know how society is and i know it's probably will never be a possibility in, in my lifetime but i feel like more pushing it that way towards like no the nudity part's okay it's just like if you're doing stuff that i don't know it's just like not not right to other people or you know then i think that's what should be the, against the law the the problem is that many many people have an idea of what the law should be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Without actually understanding, well, what does the law actually say? Yeah. And so when when, when you actually go and read what the law is, and I've taken the time to do this even when, when writing my book, and I make a point of asking the asking the reader a question, what what does the statute actually say? Because you keep in mind that each one of those words in the statute has been legally defined in some court case. Yeah. So it's not just and, and and each one of these I mean if if you look specifically at at uh, at Florida there was a, a 1970s ni- 1970s case where the Supreme Court's like yeah mere nudity is is completely acceptable. The issue is the Lewd behavior. California mm. Supreme Court has said the same thing. And many of the Supreme Courts have 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 reached that same conclusion. And what I find absolutely incredible is that many, many people want to deny those Supreme Court cases exist at all today. Mm-hmm. So for, there is a very, very famous Supreme Court from Michigan Supreme Court case from the 1950s. It was 1958 Supreme Court case. People versus Hildebrandt. And they bring up many of the issues that we've just been previously discussing, uh, specifically about children. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that because this was the 50s, it was actually illegal. And people would get thrown in jail for just visiting a nude resort, just like Mm -hmm. you are right now. Yeah. For merely being present, not doing anything, but just merely being there was cause for arrest. So people in Michigan challenged this, challenged their convictions for indecent exposure, and the court's like, yeah, this, that conviction has some legal issues, they threw out the conviction, and in that case, they made a statement about how 
yes, everyone wants to protect children, but if these places were so bad, no parent would bring their children with them when they went. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't need a regulation to deal with parents not bringing their children because no, no, no upstanding parent would take their children. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah. So it's like, if, if we actually go back and read all of these oldest, older decisions, which I take the time to very, very carefully cite in my book, it's a question of how can we craft our arguments to make sure that we're not losing ground? And again, because we live in a country that allows us to elect our leaders, one of the one of the key questions that we need to ask when they come to our doors and knock and say, will you vote for me for X, Y, and Z position is how do you wh what is your definition of nudism? What do you yeah. think should be the rule? I mean, and and ask that question of all of them, no matter who they claim to be, because you it will surprise you at how many people will vote for the right thing when they when they know that we are present and of course take don't don't just elect them and leave them there don't just elect them and send them off but show up at their county commission meetings at, at the hearings every once in a while and say listen this is what we this is what i would like to see i would like to see another mm -hmm. nude beach in my county i'd like to see a public park that is available for nude recreation i'd like to see land that is designated that, that, that you allow for an entrepreneur to come in and open another nude resort. If you can press those points slowly but surely, we will be able to gain ground and we will be able to protect what we have because oftentimes many, many, many of the negative decisions that we, that we, that we, that we encounter are a result of A, we don't show up. So our views on nudism aren't actually known mm -hmm. and people just run with well children shouldn't be involved in sex which which every nudist that i know agrees with yeah and so because they shouldn't be involved in sex and people are taking off their clothing and i don't know what goes on after that but people don't have clothing on so something untoward must be going on so because they don't know what what our definition is and what all we do, it's very, very easy for people to stereotype and say, this is this is what they do, and children should not be involved in that. So we should go and we should speak and we should say and, and invite them out to Olive Dell, to Glen Eden, to Lupin Lodge, invite them to your local resort when they're running, when you are thinking about running yourself and bring them and have them experience life. And it's like, oh, now I remember for myself. And it, it's not nearly as bad as other people who haven't yet experienced it want to make it. Yeah. So no. we have we have got to speak up. Maybe you need to run for an elective office if, if you do. I'm not saying to put that on the front of your on the front of your uh, placards mm -hmm. but don't be ashamed of the fact that yes you are a member of aanr because what does that do that will allow people to say listen this is who we are this is what we believe and, and if you address it correctly you will address it in a manner of do you want to come come and see what that's like come let us pick a day that is good on your calendar and we will go campaign at our local new beach Mm -hmm. that gives you a campaign opportunity, the media will get to come and see what all it's like, and they get to see children and men and women and singles and couples and the whole gamut of society, the people who have chosen to come and spend time together. Oh, it was nothing really. No. Okay? So now, you, now that you've handled that issue, now it's a matter of what else are you going to do for this community? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's how I recommend you handle that one. And if, 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 because a lot of times people lose out simply because the definitions 
of nudity aren't very tight because people who, who don't care about nudity have written a law. It, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it, it's just like having a pe- bunch of people who know nothing about guns write gun laws. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what your stance on guns is. You need to know something about guns and how they function before you say this part of a gun or that part of a gun or the other part of a gun should be illegal. Yeah. So you actually sound somewhat intelligent. You talk to manufacturers, you talk to people in in the gun community. Yes, we're all we we, we don't want to see gun violence, but if you're just if, if your sole focus is on magazine size or on background checks or on other features that don't actually solve this issue, you're not going you're you're going to to make yourself sound idiotic when you're talking about the issue, and you're going to write it in such a way that doesn't do what you want. Mm-hmm. Same, same same problem exists for nudism. We've got people who have no experience, who have not visited, who in this day and age probably weren't even required to swim naked in, in school, writing laws about who all should be allowed to be present at a nude resort. Mm-hmm. You have no you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You have no idea. And then it's like, oh well, we, we didn't think it was no. Just don't legislate on the issue until you've actually gone there for yourself. Yeah. Start with that. Exactly. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, it's even when we started this journey, um, that was one of our or my one of my big things is that I would try so hard to convince these people that just didn't want to do it. And I was like, no, trust, like you have to do it. I think what I want to, or what I have been pushing more for like, especially with our advocation for nudism and stuff, it's not necessarily that I, well, obviously I want everybody there, but my main focus is I just don't want people telling us that we cannot be doing this. And I don't want people like, just kind of like respectfully, just leave us alone. Like if you don't agree with it, that's totally fine. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to sit here and, and beg you to come check out all of Dell or anything. I know that the people who've tried it for their first times, it's very, 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 very rare that people do not come back. I think maybe one person that I've ever met, like was like, yeah, I tried it. It just wasn't for me. But besides that, like it's exactly what you're saying. People who have never tried it, who never will try it in a way, I'm kind of like, well, I mean, you're, that's kind of, that's your opinion on it, but your opinion to me isn't really worth anything because you, you're not even going to give it the, the time of day to even, to even try it, you know? I agree with that. And, 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 and the real issue that I have is that, is that the people who haven't tried it are the ones who want to make rules about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they don't want to make rules about it and they just want to have their private opinion that they tell you and tell me and tell Elizabeth, that's fine. Yeah. But no, they want to make the rule for when we can be naked. It's like, yeah. hang on a second. You haven't tried this. You don't know anything about what this is like. Yeah, exactly. But you, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think. I, and, and, and so yeah. now that now that I've actually experienced it, I've been able to convince a number of people to come with me. Mm-hmm. And I have. I'm actually setting myself up to go to my home resort on the Monday, December 4th, and hopefully every time that I have a chance to go next week, I will have a chance to bring someone else with me who has never experienced it before. Yeah. Because now, no, now, that I've, now that I've had my first experience, it's very, very easy to go and witness for yourself. Mm-hmm. Once you have been, once you try it, once you believe, once you know what it's like, now it's easy. Now it's not just, well, I was listening to this podcast and the host said, no, tell them what you experienced. What happened to you? That's a lot easier than, well, Blake and Elizabeth said on this podcast that the benefits are vitamin D and (laughs) gain body acceptance and... They, 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 they also say that it's fun too, but I don't really know if that's true or not. Now that I've gone, it's 
how could you how could you have missed out on this earlier? It's yeah. Yeah. Hmm, let's have pizza while we're there. <laughs> let, let, let's watch a rocket launch. Let's yeah, dude. go pedal boating. Let's do some golfing. Let's engage in other activities, all without wearing clothing. Now it is much easier for me to tell others as opposed to just spouting dry facts. And that's one of the nice facets of that's one of the nice features of writing the book is that not only do I have a reference source of this is what I believe everyone should read because it's going to benefit me financially from everyone purchasing a copy, but it has given me the benefit of being able to clearly explain it without having to stumble over, well, this is what I hope you'll take away. No, these are the several benefits that you can read. And I, and I cite a whole bunch of different benefits in my book, including vitamin D, including a lower risk of cancer, including body acceptance, including stronger family and friends relationships. So mm-hmm. if that's one of the benefits of having written for myself is that now it is all at the tip of my tongue and it is very, very easy for people to say, well, what's new in your life is have you heard about the fact that I've written a book? Uh, and it's a when conversation I, starter. <laughs> yeah, it's a great conversation starter. And oh. when I went to my uh, my local pizza place, and one of the first the first visits, one of the memorable visits there was October fifth of last year. Newer employee working, and I had barbecue chicken with pineapple on my pizza. No, that day was pineapple and shrimp. And I had fries with honey mustard and barbecue sauce. So she comes and she sits down, and we have some pizza, and I talk about my book, and I was like, wow, this is absolutely incredible. Yeah, dude. It's amazing. <laughs> I love so, it, man. Yeah. Dude, um, it's super incredible. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm so glad I was finally able to talk to you. You're a freaking awesome person. I, I appreciate everything you've done, all the research you've done for getting this book out. And it's incredible. I mean, I'm excited to read the rest of it. Um, I, everything that you sent me so far, I'm absolutely in love with it. It's very hard to put down. Um, but can you, uh, let's finish off with just, uh, can you tell us, uh, where people can find your book and, um, and what your plans are for, uh, maybe a book number two. (laughs) So I, I have been going through my book, realizing that some edits need to be made and I'm, I may release a second edition of my book at some point in the future. But right now, you can find my book available at Amazon or any other online retailer. And and the goal, of course, is to have every naturist get a copy and for them to use that as a template to push to help them explain naturism to their friends and their family. Because we can do this, but we have to be strategic about it. And the goal is for everyone to come and make two visits to their local resort, to go to their new beach, to go to their local place, and to try it for themselves. Because if you just read it and put it on your shelf, that's nice. But the goal is to have everyone try it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And there is some evidence that that, that, that is actually mm-hmm. happening. I, I, I was really, really gratified when I saw that on Reddit. I, I, I saw a post the other day that said that this that this book has actually given me the impetus to go and go visit my local resort for myself. So I was like, that was the entire reason yeah. why I wrote this book. Mission has been accomplished. All of the money is great. The fact that I get to now spread the pod spread the spread the news on a podcast with others is absolutely wonderful. But if it's causing people to say, I need to tell at least one other person about this book, 
and to have that one person go visit for themselves, I have I have done I have done my job. All of the oh, yeah. people who are providing who are providing air cover with the podcast with you and Stefan and and uh, Scott Klein and Frank and Lisa, you guys are great. But you got to make sure that it that it's actually relatable to people who don't have any experience just yet, mm-hmm. and that's why I wrote a book that is primarily designed for naturists to read and for them to go and explain. This is actually our tenants. Mm-hmm. So we can do wonderful things if we all work together and and accomplish. Hell yeah, dude. Well, yeah. I really appreciate it, man. You're uh, you're incredible. I love it. Uh, I can't wait to read the rest of it. And um, yeah, I'm excited to continue this journey. And um, I want to get motivated to just, I'm going to go tell a person today who's never done it that they should come try it. So I appreciate it, man. <laughs> you guys, you guys are so that's fairly easy. Just come yeah. over to my house and, and visit and we can have pizza with some pineapple, of course. We can have tacos we can watch tv the dodgers are playing whatever it is that you guys like to do on the weekends we can do it all without wearing clothes it would be awesome hell yeah dude well we'll definitely we'll hit you up uh next time we're in florida and we'll meet up we'll see what's up sounds like a plan if you ever want to contact me for a second interview after you've read the book you know how to reach me i i will be on twitter yes sir absolutely all right brother well i hope you have a good rest of your day and a good rest of your week and a uh, beautiful naked day Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you.